0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and thank you for joining me for How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be unto God who always causes you and I to triumph in Christ. Listen, I want you to tag a friend, let them know that we're alive, and you can also get the audio on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, and at the end of the po- at the end of the podcast, listen. I got my uh, my iPad here, and I answer any questions. You can also give your comments because comments also are very important to us, and we sometimes teach around your comments. So give us some comments and share the lesson with someone else. The Bible says that the Word grew and prevailed, and the way the Word grow is that you take what you hear and then you share it with someone else, and the Bible says that the Word will grow. I'm going to begin a new series today, and I believe it's going to be a blessing to you. I want to teach from the subject Passing the Storm Test. Passing the Storm Test passing the storm test. Now, we've been in a pandemic for, I guess, a a little over a year and a half, and I'm believing God, and I hope you're believing with me, that we're nearing the other side of this thing. Things are looking better. I'm believing that we're uh, on the backside of it. We're not all the way out of the woods yet, but we're on the backside of it. But God wants us to always pass through storms. Now, the theme of this series is God's willingness and His ability to believe, to bring believers safely through the storms of life. God wants us to come through safely. He wants us to make it through the storms of life. Now, I have a background text for today. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Version, Isaiah 43, 2. Now, I want you to listen to it, and I'm going to read it several times uh, throughout this lesson. In Isaiah 43, verse 2, in the Amplified Bible, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you. This is a powerful, powerful text, Isaiah 43:2. You ought to read it in several translations, but I want to read it to you uh, again at the start of this lesson. When you pass through the waters, God is speaking to you now, I will be with you, and through the rivers, They will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you. We're talking about passing the storm test. Passing the storm test. Now, there are two things that I know about God. God is concerned about our present and God is also concerned about our future. Concerning our present, the scripture says in Psalm 46.1, it says that God is a very present help in trouble. He's a very present help in trouble. He's a very present help in trouble, Psalm 46.1. So as we study this lesson, I believe that some of you may be right in the storm of life. You may be in a storm. And I believe that what we're going to teach in the next few weeks is going to help you to navigate through the storm because God is concerned about our our now. He's concerned about where we are now. But the scripture also communicates that he's Jehovah-Jireh simply meaning he sees ahead and provides. Now, you may be listening, you say, well, I'm not in a storm, praise God, I'm not in a storm. I'm happy you're not in one, but God is proactive. He sees ahead and he provides. And at some point in your life, you're gonna find yourself in a storm and God wants to prepare you ahead of time so that you can make it safely through. So I believe it's gonna be a blessing, whether you're in the storm now or not, I believe this series, Passing the Storm Test, is going to be a blessing for you. Now, let's talk about storms. There are different kinds of storms. We all know that. Let's talk about in nature. There are storms that involve water. There are storms that involve wind, a windstorm. There are storms that involve snow, a snowstorm. There are storms that involve dust, dirt, heat. Cold, there are storms on land, there are storms on the sea. So there are different kinds of storms in nature. But in life, there are different kinds of storms. The word storm is a metaphor that describes a period or season of intense adversity and difficulties. The word storm is a metaphor that describes a period or season of intense adversity or difficulties. So in life there are storms. There are external storms that impact our circumstances. There are internal storms that impact our mental state. Let's look at External storms in life. External storms create negative physical or health effects. They create negative physical or health effects. In other words, you get a diagnosis or a prognosis of an illness and maybe it's a terminal illness and thank God we're not believing for that. But let's say you get a diagnosis or prognosis of an illness, it may be a terminal illness, it may be a chronic illness. That's a storm that impacts our physical life, our health life. And then there are external storms that impact us financially a negative financial effect unemployment would be a storm burdensome debt would be a storm a foreclosure repossession bankruptcy maybe a loss of a possession or uh, a loss of your business your business went under that's a negative storm, a negative financial storm. It has an impact in a negative way on your financial life. And then there are other kinds of storms. There are negative social storms, storms that have a negative social effect on our lives. For example, you're married and there's marital infidelity or there's divorce or you're in a relationship. You may be single, but it's someone you care about and that relationship ends, there's a breakup or or, uh, a hardship or hurt in that relationship. Or it could be the death of a loved one. That would be a negative social storm or a storm that impacts you in a social relational way. So in life, there are different kinds of storms. Not only are there external storms, but there are internal storms. Internal storms are created when we think Think and respond wrongly to an external storm I'll say that again most of our internal storms are created when we think or respond wrongly to an external storm internal storms manifest in depression or anger or bitterness, or guilt, or regret, or loneliness, despair, or even maybe thoughts of suicide. So we see in nature, there are different kinds of storms. In life, there are different kinds of storms. And in life, some of those storms impact our circumstances but some of those storms are internal and they impact us on the inside. So we're just looking at passing this test, whether they're external, internal, uh, whether they impact us socially or financially or health or whatever way, God wants you and I to pass the storm And that's what we're talking about. And I'm just so excited because God wants us to win in life. We always triumph, the Bible says. We always triumph in Christ. So the storm doesn't have to end for us to win. We can pass through the storm, get on the other side of the storm, and see that god brought us safely through the storm now that we've talked about the fact that there are different kinds let's talk about different reasons why storms come let's look at some different reasons much of the time deliverance comes through understanding you know sometimes it hit us and boy we, I mean, we just in a fog. We don't know what's going on. So God wants us to have understanding. It's helpful to understand some whys. So let's talk about different ways why storms come to us. Now, we could just say in a general way that storms come because of the fall of man. God never intended for us to have storms. When Adam transgressed, God's purpose and God's plans was thrown out of whack. It was delayed. It it was distorted. God never intended for us to have storms in nature or have storms in our lives. But because we're in a cursed planet and because of the curse, We're going to experience storms because of the curse. But let's look at some specific reasons. Number one, some storms are caused by our own disobedience and mistakes. Some storms are caused by our own disobedience and mistakes. Now, Sometimes we're blaming God and the devil for things, situations that we created. Oh, the devil is taking me through, you know, or somebody else did this to me. But some storms are the result of things that we have created. Now, I don't know about you, but I've created some situations, and I've been in some situations in my personal life. I've been in some situations in ministry, Because of a mistake, because of a disobedience on my part. Classic illustration of that is Jonah. God instructed uh, Jonah to go to another direction and a storm hit. That storm, Jonah was in that storm because of his disobedience. So, evaluate think for a moment am i in a storm because of something i did am i in a storm because of my disobedience god told me to do one thing i decided to do something else am i in that storm god was giving me a check i went against the check god was saying don't do it but we wanted it anyhow and we got it and now we're in a storm well how do we get through that getting through this kind of storm is going to require some repentance and change to the very best of your ability repentance and change repentance and change and sometimes it's not going to happen overnight i wish i could say you could pop your finger you're going to get out but there are times when we learn there's some time there's some things that i've learned and i said lord jesus this was a long test, okay? But I learned. I learned that God had my best interests at heart. I learned that it was my flesh that wanted it. I learned that uh, God cares for me. He was trying to protect me. God saw this. So if you're in a storm and uh, forget uh, uh, repentance and changing, But think through that. Think through that. Think through it. Don't just waste it. Don't waste this. It's an opportunity for maybe you to learn something about yourself, learn something about God, learn something about other people. So, but here's the good news. Even though Jonah was in the storm because of his own disobedience and mistake, God delivered him. I believe that God will still deliver us even when we make mistakes. Now, let's go to the other extreme. Let's go to the other side. We said, number one, some storms are caused by our own disobedience, by our own mistakes. On the other hand now, some storms arise when we're doing what God told us to do. Now, that is interesting. Some storms arise for no other reason than we're doing what God told us to do. That's the total opposite of number one. Now, let's look at this. In in, in Mark chapter 4, uh, somewhere around the 35th verse or uh, somewhere around there, toward the end of the chapter, God instructed his disciples to get into the boat, go to the other side. They got in the boat in obedience to what God told them to do, and they headed to the side, and they ran right into a storm. They were in a storm as a result of what God, Told them to do. So it doesn't necessarily mean you did something wrong, you made a mistake. Maybe you're doing what God told you to do. When I think about all that the apostle Paul went through, if you read the New Testament and read the book of Acts, man, he he was stoned, he was whipped with rods, he, he was beat, he was in prison, he was ran out of town, uh, people made pledges to kill him, uh, he, he would heal somebody and then uh, a riot start. I mean, he was fulfilling what God instructed him to do. You see, there is a devil, his name is Satan, and he does not want you to fulfill your assignment, so you're going to have some challenges just because of the assignment that God has placed on your life. It goes with the territory. Paul said uh, in John me, in Acts 14, he said we must through much tribulation enter to the kingdom of God. Now he wasn't talking about heaven. He said we must. Uh, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And I'm doing some studying on the kingdom of God because I'm going to do it. Uh, the Spirit of God has put some on my heart to teach about the kingdom of God. So we're preparing that, and I believe toward the, uh, the rest of the year we're going to be talking about the kingdom of God. It's going to be exciting. But the kingdom of God, that's not, we're not talking about heaven. We're, we're talking about entering into that place that God wants us to walk in in this life, okay. Now, when I think about my own life, I guess the subject that probably has brought more persecution uh, to me personally is teaching on financial prosperity. Man, I you know, there are times when I have literally felt like. Well, God, why didn't you ask me to do that? Why didn't you give me some other, uh, give me some other thing, you know? And, and here's what the Lord said to me. He said and, and, and I'm giving you several words and I'm, I'm just giving you a summary of several words. He said that money is unpopular. He said that money is an unpopular subject. That's what He told me. Money is an unpopular subject. But on the other hand, he said, deal with the money issue. Now, that's interesting. He says, unpopular, but I want you to deal with it. Deal with the money issue. He spoke to me about how persecution comes with prosperity. He said that you're going to be ridiculed, you're going to be scorned. But he said, even here, if it's denied, don't stop preaching it. And so, you you know, it's just a part of my assignment. But there is some trouble that comes with it. Now, your assignment, you, maybe you're in ministry, your assignment may be something else, but it's going to be some trouble that's connected to that assignment. So how do we get through when we're experiencing a storm or storms or trouble as a result of our obedience? How do we get through? We know how we get through when we made a mistake, we repent, we change. And we learn as God deliver us through the situation. But how do we get through the storm when we're doing what God told us to do? We're doing what's right and we're in a storm. Well, getting through will require several things. It will require emotional independence, focus, diligence, and exercising spiritual authority. Emotional independence. If you have an assignment, God has given you an assignment, and you're experiencing trouble because of the assignment, then you have to have emotional independence. That simply means you cannot bank on or need the affirmation of everybody. What you want is the affirmation of God. He's the one that's going to be writing your check. So you want God to affirm you. Don't want the affirmation of everybody. Don't don't think you have to have that. If Paul had a had the, had needed the affirmation of everybody, he never would have fulfilled his assignment. And you're not going to fulfill it if you need people to agree and like you and 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 all those kind of things. So you got to. Have emotional independence. You have to be focused. Focus on what you should be doing and keep doing what you should be doing. Diligence. Continue. Don't stop doing what's right. Don't let the devil tell you, you're doing what's right and look at you now. See, the devil wants to get you off track. Keep doing what's right. Watch, right, and then just take authority over the devil. Exercise authority. See, I bind you foul spirits because those are spirits. In the name of Jesus, I take authority over you. You will not hinder me. You will not stop me. I will not stop. I will continue. Exercise spiritual authority. So some storms are the result of our disobedience, our own mistakes. Other storms arise when we're doing what God instructed us to do. There's a third reason why storms come in. It's going to be very interesting. Some storms are caused by the disobedience of others that we're connected to. Some storms are caused by the disobedience of others that we're connected to In relationship okay now remember we talked about how Jonah disobeyed God and and he ran into that storm he got on that ship and went in another direction now remember there were other people on the ship there were other people on that boat God told Jonah to go to Nineveh A storm came up because of his disobedience and mistakes. And now watch this. Watch this. There were other people on the ship in the storm because of Jonah's disobedience. So some storms are caused by the disobedience of others that we are connected to in relationship. And a classic illustration of this is when you're married to a person, you're a team. one spouse can be faithful and committed, another spouse can be unfaithful. Now the faithful spouse is in a storm because of the unfaithfulness of the other spouse. I remember a situation years ago, and I've had many situations like this, where one spouse contracted HIV uh, from the spouse who had been sleeping around with other folk. Now this is a, a married spouse living a committed life to the one, to the spouse. The other spouse goes outside the marriage, contract HIV, then passes on to the faithful spouse. So now the faithful spouse is in a storm because of the disobedience of someone else that they're in relationship. Sometimes it is the actions of parents that can cause a storm for the children. Parents' disobedience, parents' lifestyle. Parents' uh, uh, issues or personal issues can cause storms. So some storms are caused by the disobedience of others. But if we go right back to that Jonah illustration, God delivered those people on that ship. Now, they they had to throw Jonah off the boat. (laughs) They throw him off the ship. But when they throw him off the boat, The Bible said the storm ceased. I believe God was not only getting Jonah in the right place, God was protecting the individuals who were impacted by the disobedience of somebody else. Now, here's what I believe. I just believe that if you will believe that God will deliver you even though you're in a storm because of somebody else's deliverance. But it is going to require two things from you. If you're in a storm because of somebody else's uh, impact on your life, it's going to require forgiveness on one hand because you can get really bitter Children can get extremely bitter. My dad didn't do this. My dad did that. My mother left me. they, They allowed this to happen. You can get extremely bitter, and you'll never get through the storm. You're going to have to forgive your parents, forgive those who maybe should have protected you, and then you're going to have to turn your trust to God because God will get you out of that storm. Even though you got in it through no fault of your own, God will deliver you. The Bible says, I think it's 2nd 1 Peter 2.9, it says that the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. 1 Peter 2.9, 2 Peter 2.9, it says that God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. So listen, God will get you out of it. God will get you out of it. So we see some storms are caused by our own disobedience. And I see you giving me some comments and sending your questions in because we're going to talk about it at the end of this lesson. Some storms are caused by our own disobedience and mistakes. Getting through will require repentance and change. Some storms will arise when we're doing what God called us to do. We're doing the right things. Getting through will require emotional independence. Get, get your mind off people, focus, diligence, and exercising spiritual authority. Thirdly, some storms are caused by the disobedience of others. And getting through will require forgiveness and trust in God. And then finally, some storms are caused by the misfortune of others. Now, number three, some storms are caused by the disobedience of others. But some storms are caused by the misfortune of others. And usually those others are those that you're connected to in relationship. For example, in John chapter 11, you have Martha and Mary in a storm. Their brother died. They didn't do anything wrong. Martha didn't do anything wrong. Mary didn't do anything wrong. But they were connected to their brother. They were connected in relationship. And their brother died. And they found themselves in an emotional storm because of the misfortune of someone else. So how do I get through? I get through a storm when it's the misfortune of somebody I love or someone I'm connected to, I get through the storm through dependence upon the comfort and the direction of the Holy Spirit. I depend on the comfort of the Holy Spirit. I depend on the directions of the Holy Spirit. And, and you know, it, when you think about John chapter 11, Jesus came on the scenes You need to connect yourself. You need to depend on the Spirit of God. Maybe something happened to someone you love. Maybe it was a death of a loved one, or maybe it was some tragic situation that happened or some abuse of someone that you love. You have to depend on the comfort of the Holy Spirit because He'll comfort you, and you have to depend on His direction because He's going to give you instructions on what you should do and how you should navigate through that situation. So now, let's, let's shift gears. We see that storms are part of life. Storms, God never promised you and I a trouble-free life. Let's read Isaiah 43, verse 2 again, Amplified Version. It says, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the waters, when when you pass through, when you pass through, when you pass through the waters, he says, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you through the rivers, through the rivers, through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, when you, when you walk, when, not if, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned or scorched, nor will the flame kindle upon you. So we see God never promised us a trouble-free life, Isaiah 43, 2 says when, not if, when you go through. He says when you go through. Jesus said in John 16, he said, These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. That's why God instructed me to teach this. He instructed me to teach this because some of you, you're in a storm right now. I mean, you're in one right now you're in one. And then God sees ahead. God don't want you to get down the road, run into a situation and you just knocked off kilter. You don't know what happened. You don't know what hit you. God wants to prepare you now for what's coming down the pike. Okay. So now listen, God never promised us a trouble free life. He never promised that. So, so don't, 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 Be surprised and overwhelmed by it. Now, here's what God did promise. God did promise complete safety, preservation, preservation, and successful passage through. Now, listen, God did not promise a trouble-free, storm-free life. We're talking about passing the test, the storm test. That means you're gonna go through it, pass the storm test. You're gonna go through it, pass the storm test. Now, what he did promise—not not that you would not have any—but he did promise every believer complete safety, complete preservation, preservation, and successful passage through. Now, that's what he promised that you're going to pass through successfully. Now, listen at Isaiah 43, 2 again. It says, it talks about passing through the waters, and it talks about through the fire. Now, water and fire are common, image, common images of extreme danger and difficulties. When he said pass through the waters, through the fire, these uh, are images, water and fire are images of extreme danger and difficulties. Now, the Amplified Bible, we're still with Isaiah 43 too. We, we still, We're hammering that in you. Listen what he says. The Amplified ba- Bible says, You will not be overwhelmed. You will not be burned or scorched. And the flame will not kindle upon you. Now, that's what the Amplified Bible says that you're gonna pass through the waters, flood waters, and you're gonna pass through the fire, but the Amplified Bible says you're not going to be overwhelmed, you will not be burned, you will not even be scorched. And the flame will not even kindle upon you. In other words, you won't even have the smell of smoke. Once you get through, you won't look like or sound like or feel like or seem like you've been through anything. Taylor's translation of Isaiah 43:2 says, when you go through deep waters... And great trouble when you go through rivers of difficulty you will not drown okay you're not gonna drown you're not gonna drown this God wants you to know it may look like you are gonna drown you may feel like you drowning but you're not going to drown Come on, say that. I will not drown. Come on, say it. I will not drown. Come on, let's make a confession. Let's say I will not be overwhelmed. Come on, say it after me. I will not be burned. I will not be scorched. The flame won't kindle on me. When I get through this, it won't even feel like, look like, smell like I've been through anything. Oh, if we could just agree with God. Now... As I close today, I want to talk about what should you do when you're in the storm? What should you do? You're in the storm. Okay, what should you do? I'm going to give you seven quick things. What should you do when you're in the storm? What should you do when you're in the storm? You remember when you're in a natural storm, what the meteorologists tell you to do? If you have a basement. You you know James Fans tell you that if you have a basement, or a storm shelter, he says the storm is coming. Get in it. If you don't have a basement, he tells you to go to the lower, the lowest floor, or a small center part of the house. He tells you to avoid windows and take with you battery-powered radios and flashlights. So what do you do? Let's look at Mark 4:35 through 41. Jesus said, "Go to the other side." They get in the ship storm comes. So what do you do? What do you do when you're in the storm? Number one, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good. I believe somebody's being helped. I can tell it. I feel somebody is being helped. Now, what do you do? Number one, recognize, come on now, listen carefully now. This is God speaking to you. Recognize your eyes and feelings are your enemies, not your allies. You have to recognize that your eyes and feelings are your enemies, not your allies. They cannot be trusted. Your eyes and your feelings, you're in the storm, they cannot be trusted. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says we walk by faith and not by sight. 2 Corinthians 4:17 through 18 it says it says our light affliction come on agree with God it's a light thing God says it's just for a season and it says our light affliction is just for a moment while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen because the things which are seen are subject to change. The things which are not seen are eternal. The Bible says that we can't be looking at what's seen. So I'm saying to you, they're in that boat. That boat is filling up with water. It's the drowning kind of water. It looks bad. The wind is blowing. This is real wind. This thunder and lightning and the boat is rocking and shaking and it feels like Jesus is nowhere because he's in the hinder part of the ship. And sometimes that's the way life, is. our lives is rocking and reeling and shaking and thundering and lightning and the boat is filling up with all kinds of water and all kinds of stuff. And maybe that's where you are right now. But listen, remember, number one, your eyes and your feelings are your enemies. They're not your allies. Don't trust your eyes. Don't trust what you're seeing. Don't trust what you're feeling. You cannot trust them. We walk by faith, not by sight. Number two, don't base the outcome of your situation on you having done all you know to do. Don't base the outcome of your situation on you having done all you know to do. That's a strange instruction. Well, I've done everything I know to do. I've just done everything. Well, the disciples did everything they knew to do too. They bailed the water out. They worked the sails. Uh, and, and, and they dipped water out and they ran around and, and they tried to study and they moved people over this side, moved people to try to study. They did everything they knew to do. Listen, do not base your outcome on your outcome of your situation, on you having done all you know to do. No. You base your outcome on what God says. You base it on what God says, not you. Well, I just done everything I know to do. I don't know nothing else to do. I just done everything I know to do. Now, God's supposed to come through. No, God didn't say He was gonna come through because you did everything you knew to do. God said He would honor His word. The Bible said He confirmed His word. Listen, they doing everything, and that's what a lot of times we're doing. We're not. We're not standing on the word. We're doing everything we know to do. We just doing this and we trying this and we try that and we try this and we try that and we tweak this and we try that. Don't base your outcome on having done everything you know to do. Number three, decide to trust God to get you through the storm. Now that sounds strange because you would think most people would be trusting God at the beginning. But most people are not trusting God at the beginning. Most people are trusting having done doing everything they know to do. That's what they're trusting. I've done everything I know to do, so they're trusting. I've done everything I know to do. Now, number three, decide to trust God to get you through the storm. Now, the watch this. Listen. Listen at this. The disciples stopped trying to fix the situation, and they went to Jesus. See, they were trying to fix it. They didn't go to Jesus initially. They were trying to fix the situation. They didn't go to Jesus. They were trying to fix the situation. Believers trust Jesus by going to God's Word. What does the Scripture say? What does the Scripture say? What is the Holy Spirit saying to me? What is the Scripture? Disciples would have drowned if Jesus was not on that boat because human effort is futile when you're in an impossible, when you're in an impossible situation. So a lot of Christians, they think they stand on the word. They're not standing on the word. They're standing on having, doing everything I know to do. No, the Jesus said, Come. The word says, when you go through the flood waters, you go through the fire, he says, I'm gonna be with you. He says, you're not going to be burning. You're not going to be scorching. You're not going to be overwhelmed. And and you're going to come through safely. That's what the Word says. Jesus didn't say, come to the middle of the the lake and drown. Jesus says, come. That means we're going to make it through. So they stopped trying to fix it. And they went to the Word. They went to Jesus. So, number three, decide to trust God to get you through the storm. Number four, Shift your focus from what you can't do to what God can do. Shift your focus from what you can't do to what God can do. That's good. This shift in your focus will break the fear. The reason you're afraid, you're afraid you're not going to make it, Because your focus is on you. Shift your focus. I hear people say uh, often, well, you know, You know, I'm not a public speaker. I just get so nervous when I stand up in front of people. Well, the reason why you get so nervous, and especially if you're a Christian and you're saved and you're spirit-filled and you got God on the inside of you and you can't stand in front of people, the reason why you can't stand in front of people is because your focus is on you. And I used to get real tight too when I got before folk. My knees would be shaking, my mouth would get dry. You can't see my knees shaking, but they're shaking. And then I, I began to realize it wasn't just me doing the talking, the Spirit of God was with me. So I began to shift my focus from me having to persuade them and me having to say it right and me having to do that. And I shift my focus over to him. So number four, shift your focus from what you can't do to what God can do. Number five, realize storms, storms don't change God's promise or his original plan for your life. Oh, that's so good. Realize storms don't change God's promise or God's original plan for your life. That promise in Isaiah 43, it's just there. It's not going to change no matter what's happening in your life. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. And I've I, this principle I've shared with spouses who or individuals who've had loved ones to depart. Sometimes when you're married, especially if you've been married a long time, and one spouse departs, my goodness, it feels like life is not, like you can't make it. You can't go on. But here's the the beauty of it. God said to Jeremiah, before you came out of your mother's womb, before you were conceived in your mother's womb, he says, I ordain you a prophet to the nation. See, God's plan for your life, even though maybe your loved one has died or departed, God's plan for your life Maybe you went through a divorce and now you're not sure whether you're going to have a future. God's plan for your life was established before you were born, before you met your spouse or whoever it is that you connected to. So even though that person departs or dies, that does not change God's purpose and God's plan for your life because God saw it all Return. Listen, he stands outside of time, see the past, present, and future, all at the same time. So God, when he was creating your purpose and plan for your life, he saw the people you would meet, the people you would marry and all that. And he saw that person was gonna die in all these situations. He saw that, but yet up front, He put a plan in place and a purpose in place, even though he saw that. That means his plan, his purpose supersedes what is happening in the now. It supersedes. So, number five, realize storms don't change God's promise or his original plan for your life. Number six, declare the outcome in the middle of the storm. Declare the outcome in the middle of the storm. Oh, I'll tell you, we got some good questions and got some good comments. Now listen, declare the outcome in the middle of the storm Jesus stood up on that boat right in the middle. Lightning, thundering, boat full of water, dark, windish, boat shaking. And Jesus said, peace. He said, peace. He declared the outcome in the middle of the storm. You're in the storm. You got to start talking the outcome in the middle. Don't wait till you get to the end and say, "Oh, God delivered me. No, no, no. Talk deliverance in the storm. Talk deliverance in the storm. Say I'll not be burned. Say I'll not be overwhelmed. Start speaking in the middle of the storm. I'm delivered. I believe I'm delivered. I, I have overcome. I have won this situation. This situation didn't beat me. Listen. Declare the outcome in the middle of the storm. That, If you don't get nothing else, you got to get this. And I got one more, and I got to get to these questions. Cause boy, this look good, that looks some good stuff in there. Okay, number seven, relax and rest in the promise. Relax. Relax. Oh, come on. Let's take a deep breath right now. <sighs> come on, take a deep breath. Come on, suck it in. Suck it in. Let it out. Come on, suck it in. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. I'm so glad you sent this word. Oh, Come on, suck it in. Relax. Relax. Re- re- relax and rest in the promise that you're not going to be scorched. Some people make it through, but they're damaged. They hurt, they bitter, they distrust, they generalize. Some people go through divorces and, boy, they they messed up on the other side. They got through it, but they bitter, they generalize, they think all men, all women are bad, I'm never going to get married again. They just messed up. No, that's not the promise. The promise is you're not going to be scorched. No flame is going to kill on you. No smell of smoke. You're going to get through it. So rest in that. You're going to get through it. You're not going to be damaged goods when you get through it. You're not going to drown. Come on, let's rest. Rest right now. It looks like I'm drowning, but no, 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 I'm not going to drown. Rest, even though it looks like it. The Bible says when you pass through the waters, through the fire, the word through means in one side, out the other. That's what through means. In one side of the storm, out the other side, you're going to get out of the storm you're going to be on the outside of the storm now listen i want you to go back and i want you to listen to this lesson and especially if you're in a storm i want you to listen to it more than one time several times i want you to listen to it several times several times several times meditate on it meditate on it look up the scriptures i believe it's going i believe it was a god sent for you we're just getting started We're going to be with this a few weeks, and I believe it's going to be a blessing. But I believe this was a good start. I believe we got us a good start going there. I love you. Thank you for spending this time with me today. In Jesus' name, the word is the answer.